<laughs> What's super funny is at the beginning of the last recording, I was like, there was no laughing. There's no, no giggles. And on this recording, you get the giggles. So hey, you got what you wanted. <laughs> oh man, you know we didn't do any gossiping pre-pro. That's what it was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, we didn't start it off the way you're supposed to. We're supposed to like, catch up, have our meeting. I know, you know, but your boyfriend's home. He's supposed to I be know. like out the house. <laughs> oh man, and we're on a time crunch. <laughs> I know. Anyway, guys. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Black Girl Charmed. I'm Ray, joined by my co-host, Janelle. Oh, yeah. You miss me singing, like, the Frozen song on the last recording. Yeah. (laughs) It was just me repeating, you are frozen, you are frozen. No, I did hear that. I did hear that. I did hear that. Mm -hmm. I about to say the Frozen song. They about to sue you like Marvin Gaye. I don't want to be Robin Thicke. No. Oh man. Nah, you I mean, he on what? The Lego Master show with um Job from Arrested Development, Will Arnett. I thought Robin Thicke was on The Mass Mask Singer off. or something. Mass Singer, yes, yes. Um He's on that as well, but he's also like. I mean, Fox he makes is... his money. He got rid of his black woman, and look at him now. <laughs> he got rid of him. Okay, you can't be finger popping booty holes in the club. I don't know. That <laughs> album was depressing. I listened to it. That shit was depressing. I was you like, damn, just take like him back. Other people. I about to say like Robin me at a handful of people. <laughs> Man, uh, the, the Robin Thick Hour. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> oh, God. So, so, how have you been? What have you been up to in the last month? What have you been watching and reading and, and doing? I have been watching and finishing Alias. Um, okay. That was a ride. Um, but, like, Carl Lumley's in it. And if you watch Winter and the Falcons, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, he's in that as like the guy telling Sam to be like, they don't want no black Captain America. They don't they don't want your Negro ass. <laughs> they, they, you think they want a black man Did they to be a hero? Hard ER. No, it's still a Disney production, so oh, okay. there's no there's no hard R. But like it's implied. It's heavily implied by Carl Lumley's delicious acting. Uh, but he's in there as a spy turned head of the CIA. So like... Oh, so they usual, do, right? <laughs> so they do want a black man to be a hero, apparently. Um, oh I kept making goodness. those jokes during my watching and Joe was not impressed. He was um, not impressed. No, also Victor Garber from The Black Cinderella. Mm-hmm. And power. Oh, the black Cinderella. Like, like, there's only one Cinderella. We mean the black Cinderella. There's only one Cinderella that <laughs> we know I mean, here. We have diverse like, listeners. I know, but I was like, is there another Cinderella? And I was like, oh, she's uh, talking about Brandy. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I love um, Victor Garber. He's so underrated. 
we have a charm. We yeah, we have a charm villain as like the tech guy on the show. He's a season okay. three baby. Um, God, I can't wait to get to season three because we're gonna get into this episode. <laughs> Jesus. And multiple, multiple, multiple actors from Supernatural because duh. <laughs> right, right. Um that's good. What else did you do? Yeah. Um, let's see. What else did I do? I feel like we're we're just starting the Black Wonder Years now, and it's so funny. And Is so it? Good. It looks kind of cheesy. And it's I was a hundred percent. I thought that it was going to get canceled. So no, no, no. First of all, Dulé Hill, come on now. I know, but I feel like on social media like, it was like, "Oh my God, you Negroes take everything we have. First you take our Little Mermaid, and then you take our Wonder Year." Um, it's first of all, it's a dark skinned family doing like leading the like it's no like there's no like light skinned sister let's put it that way it's oh okay it's a black ass daddy nobody goes upstairs dark skin and comes down light skin (laughs) no exactly there's like a dark skin mama. Well, she's not dark skin. She's like chocolate. Oh, she's so she's a gorgeous woman. But older sister is like, you know, she a nice little black girl too. It's like, ah, uh, a black ass family. Um, I mean, it is cheesy because it is the Wonder Years, the pilot episode. It's um it ends with MLK's assassination. Oh god. So, trauma. So, trauma. <laughs> like Speaking um, of MLK, did you hear that there's like a book coming out talking about all the white women vaginas that he's been in? I was like, bro, shots I love that I caught that on camera because I was like, I don't know where she's going. We're speaking of MLK and I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid that this is whole. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Um, but I feel like. That's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day. <laughs> I, you know, I just, you know, deep Negro sigh, because what can you say that won't get anybody in trouble? All you I know, asked was if you heard of the book or not. That's a yes. I haven't. Or no. I have not. I haven't. And I shan't. <laughs> I'll keep that. You know what? I'm going to add that to my muted words on Twitter. <laughs> I I feel like sometimes I just get knowledge that I don't want to going down like TikTok. TikTok could be like, you like cozy games. What about this deep conspiracy theory that's going on? I'm like, wait, what? What? No, TikTok. No. Um, shout out to Peppa Pig is my religion on TikTok. Um, <laughs> yo, it's not even a... Like I know what you're, I know what you're thinking, but it's the girl on TikTok who has the ever-growing list of like men to stay away from. Oh, yeah, their account is Peppa Pig is my religion, and like she just like she'll be scrolling on TikTok, and it's like obviously a video of a man being a less than adequate partner trying to be nice in the new year it's very hard um and every time she comes across a video she just adds it to the list is she blocked or something i'm not coming up you would have to send (gasps) that to me 
I will next time she pops up on my feed. Um, yeah, she, she like her list has made me chuckle a lot because <laughs> you're gonna have to I'm send sorry her to me for then. y'all. I'm sorry for y'all. The streets are some streets and some homes are just treacherous and girl. I can't go back out there. I can't. I already told him that. I was like, you can't leave me. You know well, what? No, man. I can't go back out in these streets. <laughs> I'm being honest in 2023. This man be like, I'm gonna leave you. And I'm like, you know what? She can have you. She can. <laughs> Let her put up with you. Jamal told his Jamal told our son, his son. Jamal told our son. He was like, Yeah, <laughs> I can't leave your mother. Your mother has already threatened my life. I'm here forever. And I was like, I'm glad that you took that. And internalize that and sat with that. And I'm glad that you <laughs> understand the outcome of you ever trying to leave me. Like, I'm glad that, like, all the years of me saying it, it's kind of, like, rested in the back of your head that you can't go nowhere. <laughs> now, like, me and him be, like, talking telepathically and he'll never have that with anybody else. Like, he don't got it. Like, me and his stomach, we talking to each other. And he just be like, Wow. Now Mal knows when I curse him out in my head because I'd be like cursing him out. He'd be like, "Did you say something?" I'm like how? <laughs> I know. How'd you get so it? Like, <laughs> you can go to whoever you think wants you. You can. You'll never have what you have here over there. Look, I'm on the family group chat. Ain't ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Shit, I'm in a family group chat and I got some side conversations. So what up? What His dad up? says me WhatsApp blessings every morning. <laughs> oh, Tito. His oh. dad called me last week and his dad was like, Jay, Jay, I can't get into my WhatsApp. I have too many pictures. It won't let me back in. <laughs> he said, I have 53 messages and I can't get into my WhatsApp. I was like, I noticed you haven't sent me anything in a couple of days. He said, because I'm locked out. Help me. <laughs> I have, in the break, taught my mom how to make video calls on the Instagram because my brother, (coughs) meant that he is, told my mom, like, oh, you know, you can make calls on, like, your tablet if you want to. You don't always have to rely on your phone. And I told him, if you're going to teach her how to Exactly. I'm like, if you're going to tell her about new technology, be here to teach her about new technology. So I taught her how to, you know video call on instagram so <laughs> i know they do the they do the video chat on whatsapp so i can't get away yeah, i can't get they away they do that too they do that too um well your break well, sounded exciting did you do anything else um i went to atlanta you did <laughs> I, I went to atlanta you i was so atlanta. cute i went you to the aquarium so um if you've seen the post uh uh my niece wanted me to go to the aquarium with her in matching princess skirts. And matching that's exactly what I did shirts. because I'm the auntie who cares. <laughs> you, don't care um, you don't care about me. You're not my niece. You don't care about me. I want an auntie who cares about I hates me, but that's trauma for another day. <laughs> you know what? She don't listen to this podcast, so that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> She will never, she will never listen to this podcast. We have like 
a Satan image on our cover, she will scroll right past. Drag them, yo, drag her, drag her. No, because her her brother might listen because he's supportive. <laughs> oh man, it's too early oh, in the year for me to try to dump to you guys. <laughs> next episode, next episode. <laughs> Oh. That's great. I didn't, I I had a break from work and I had like all of these plans that I thought I was going to do, guys. I love you said you had a break from work as if it was not maternity leave. No, I mean, well, we've already had an episode after maternity leave, but we get an end of year break and then I actually had time on top of that. And the mm-hmm. baby took the entire house out. He had a runny nose and took the entire house out. So my first, my first week was just me being sick and my, my eldest child telling me, I don't love him and don't spend time with him. I'm like, we just, I just drove you a three hour round trip so you can have real ramen, but I don't love you or support you. And you know, I feel that like the male audacity is something that you have to break by the time they turn like six months old because what the fuck? Well, you know, his dad took him and his dad was like, how dare you talk about my wife and your mother like that? I was like, oh. (laughs) He was just like, he goes, I'm just upset because she wouldn't play Uno with me. And I was like, we played Uno three days ago. I don't want to play Uno every day, you weirdo. Um, Other than that, um, I broke my... uh, You weren't playing Uno every day at the cafeteria, Monday through Friday. Wow. That was when I was 16, Rude. and that's something completely Rude. different. I am an old ass Rude. woman now. I do not want to play but you, Dragon but you Ball Z Uno. But you did it. But you did it. <laughs> I hate you. But you did it. I but can't you stand it. your face. You know what? Why don't you today? come down? I'm going to I'm gonna have today? him call you, and y'all can play Uno. <laughs> and y'all can leave me the hell alone, because I'm sick of you, okay? I'm, I'm going to send him. <laughs> when he be like, why do Auntie Ray not call me? I'm like, you know what? You FaceTime Auntie Ray. I don't know why she don't call you. That's what I'm going to do. Why would you set that baby up for heartbreak when you know my phone live on Do Not Disturb? Then that would be a conversation that y'all have in June, okay? <laughs> I will set you up for heartbreak. Well, that's the conversation that you have in June. Speaking of, I don't think I want to do the horseback riding for the baby, the 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 farm for the baby. I want to do that for me. I want alcohol and I want somebody to hold me while I ride a pony truck. <laughs> that is what I want. You, I don't want to do this for the simple fact that you are going to be quoting <laughs> the Real Housewives of Potomac <laughs> while we are there for the entire time. Drag me, week. No, I was going to quote Yellowstone. This is all my land, okay? You people, you Easterners, you Northerners can't have my land, okay? What have I done by forcing you to watch Yellowstone by my constant? (laughs) Dad, do you know what Jamie did to me? Do you know what Jamie did to me? (laughs) Oh, man. Can I have a Yellowstone birthday party, please? What's funny is my coworker actually is from Montana and is currently um on his vacation with his family in Montana. And oh. he's just like, yeah. He's like, yeah, Yellowstone like films like two blocks down. I'm just like, why would you say that to me? Do you understand how much I love Yellowstone? And he's just like, okay. All right. Ew. Wow. Ew. Relax. 
Besides watching Yellowstone, I am I'm not caught up with Potomac. I just I just can't deal with people's noses right now and the bad makeup. I just can't. It's a lot. I I for the first time ever have fast forwarded through an episode of like Potomac. This season is not good. I just feel like everything is dragging. Like she didn't say that Chris wanted her. She said that she was uncomfortable being in a room with Chris because she didn't want rumors to start. Okay, that's it. Like the fact that like we're like hung up on this this that part when you got Bigfoot being weird and like Bigfoot friends being weird and well, 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 well. In like next week's episode, they're supposed to like be breaking up. Because like first of all, <clears throat> The girl that I was sharing penis with, I'm not bringing on the show. I'm just not. I'm it's just so not. Weird. The She's girl not I a good take, fit. The girl I still take sink baths with, that I take hoe baths <laughs> with, I'm not bringing on the show. I'm just not. I refuse. Just because, like, girl, I would break you off some money, but we are too close. And I don't need to be spreading my business. I don't need Ashley Darby to know my business. Right, right. The whole thing is, and I feel like nobody truly has the smoke for Ashley like we should have. Yay. I just, I don't like Ashley Darby. I just feel like nobody is giving her the smoke that she truly deserves. And I feel like y'all keep, they keep coming from Giselle and Giselle is so unbothered. It's boring. You know what it is? (laughs) Ashley Darby is the best bone collector. She came in, stole Sheree's belt, stole Sheree's whole title, stole her whole flow, and then remixed it and made her own. So much so that you really can't come for Ashley Darby because she'd be like, you really want this smoke? You really want to talk? <laughs> Ashley Darby is the embodiment of a Twitter, this you. And that's why they don't want any smoke with her. That's why. That's why. Yeah. I was, so like, I'm... I was like, oh my God, don't let there be like another fucking like, like audio <laughs> issue. Please God. But yeah, Ashley Darby so that... is the embodiment of a Twitter this you. And that's why we're yeah. here. But uh, I mean, so other than that, I'm, I'm, I think I'm two episodes behind on Yellowstone. I've been playing. I got a, uh, a gaming laptop for my birthday for solely the sims and they had a, a sale for christmas so i've downloaded like a bunch of uh what are they called i would say enhancements but they're not enhancements i don't remember the word the other thingies i don't know why i can't remember the, the word right now the, uh, yeah the additions the D- nope they're not called dlcs i don't remember what the word is the expansion, but I, pack? The expansion packs there we go <laughs> I got the expansion packs for them. So, but right now I'm not even playing The Sims. I'm playing Bear and Breakfast. It's a cozy game that is stressful as fuck. <laughs> you know what? So that's the thing. I re I hooked up my Xbox and I've been playing Grand Theft Auto Five. Like you should get. I have it. You should get Xbox Game Pass. There's a. It's not like a. It's not a hack, but there's a way that you can get like two years for like $150. It's, I mean, you don't have to get that much, but like I paid, yeah. um, I play a few games on the Xbox that you don't have to like pay for because you have the game pass or you can do it for like $15 mm. a month. 
Um, you know, we got bills and we gonna restructure our payment. So maybe, maybe, maybe. <gasps> you know. Well, I, I mean, I if you want a cozy game on Nintendo, I will get it for you. So you're not always like murdering hookers. I just don't feel like that's healthy. I actually don't murder hookers anymore on Grab the Photo. We have evolved past that. Um, I have me and Trevor are banned from the city. And anytime I drive into the city with my uh death proof vehicle, um <laughs> gang members try to come and kill me. So I start a gang war between the cops and the gay member trying to kill me. Because that's healthy. Mayhem ensues. Yeah, it's okay, so funny. Then. It's quite comical. Mm, it sounds so I'm healthy. not crazy. Mm. Anyway, you know who's not Can't crazy? Can't afford a therapist? Play Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to start opening like talk space accounts using different... Uh, promo codes from different uh podcasts um we know just a different email address each time i feel like once we finally like do what we need to do on the back end and open up like all of that stuff so we can do ads once we get our talk space ad i feel like we have made it (laughs) yo we would have made it talk space and and what's the one with the fruit in the cup the fruit in the cup. Daily harvest. Uh, daily harvest or whatever harvest. Oh, okay. That's not what um, it's called. Damn, we're never getting that one down. No, you know which one? Daily harvest. Um, yeah, daily harvest movies. Um, I want my uh, what? What did I have to like cut out years ago and it's never added back? It's the one. It's like they send you like a T-shirt. And like some Marvel memorabilia, like the every month. Yeah. Oh, they have you not heard what's going on with that on TikTok? I, they girl, haven't sent people stuff in months. In months. Oh, girl, I friggin' I removed that subscription three jobs ago. So like, yeah, that's they all- haven't like you talking about loot crate. Yes. Yes, yeah, so, so apparently, I think it's going to be like a class auction lawsuit or something like that. They were talking about it on Twitter where they keep saying, oh, your October box will come in November. Your November box will come in December. And they're not sending like the stuff that they're supposed to be sending. And then when you do get the box, it's like kind of low quality stuff. So you you missed out on nothing. I missed out. So don't okay. feel bad. Oh, I like, I really, because I still have like some, like one of my throw pillows is a loot crate throw. It's a Spider-Man <laughs> I think so I cut like, out all my subscriptions. It was just I feel like I wasn't really doing anything. I was like, I just have all of these tchotchkes everywhere and I don't have the space. <laughs> yeah. It was just like Yeah, this is taking money <laughs> out of my account and I have bills. Like I'm an adult and this is a luxury item. This isn't like a necessity. This isn't Amazon. We can afford Amazon because Amazon right, pays for right. itself. Right. Blue I do want to do Book of the Month Club, though, because I feel like that would open me up to books that I wouldn't typically read. But then I would have to get another bookshelf. So I'm debating it. Um, I don't well, know. Well, <laughs> I... 
I got a new camera for Christmas, so the quality. You did get going... a new camera for Christmas. I feel Yay. proud of him. I I am too. Like I, it's very weird. I every time I talk about it, I start smiling because like it's a gift, and I'm not used to like these gestures of love. So it's very weird to my brain. But um, it's such it's a like... nice gesture, and uh, yeah, I feel like you deserve it. God, you deserve yeah. it. But this is. I mean, but I really do feel like it doesn't beat, you know, somebody jumping out of a moving car for you. I just, I don't (gasps) think that would ever. (laughs) Nothing will ever beat that. (laughs) So this, this was a gesture of true love and not, you know, mental (laughs) instability, um, because. Men have gotten arrested for me. Men have. And not because I put them in any actual danger. They were just being stupid and, like, got caught. (laughs) Um, Men have had to pay their their cars getting towed. (laughs) I did not cause the car to be towed. I didn't call the tow company. People just don't pay attention to parking signs, okay? Did you like Uber to work after that? You were like, well, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> yes, because I had to go to work. Why would I go with you to the tow place when I have a job that pays me money? Like, I'm not going to use my sick time on your car. Come on now. Do you hear yourself? And in that, I feel like this is why you have elevated and have gotten this really nice gift. <laughs> Where somebody truly shows his love for you. I feel like you deserve that. I feel like people are going to ask about the jumping out of a moving vehicle. <laughs> in... <laughs> and... That's a TikTok for another day. That's a good I TikTok will not be though. on Scissors Who Kill. I just won't. <laughs> I just, I just will feel not. like that. I, I just feel like not. that would be such a good. I feel like that TikTok would get us to a thousand where we could start doing live shows. <laughs> I just feel like that. <laughs> and then you put the like that weird voice that everybody's doing now. That will take us to a thousand on TikTok. I <laughs> I don't ask much of you on TikTok, but that <laughs> that story <laughs> will take us to a thousand. You know, (laughs) every so often, every so often, when I scroll on TikTok, I come across somebody, you know, the mess we see on TikTok, you know, shout out to her with her top three. Yeah. Every time she'd be recapping stories, I just, I just, I think to myself, why would you put this on TikTok? And (laughs) the fact that you want me to tell people why. You did nothing, but you did nothing. You did absolutely nothing. There is nothing in that story. I wasn't even in the car, okay? You weren't even in the States. (laughs) Nah, because you know what's going to happen? 
I'm gonna put this on TikTok, and then all the boys are gonna complain about girls and their devil nani, and I'm gonna be the face of devil nani. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. They're gonna be like, I told y'all about them Trinidadian girls. Y'all heard about that girl? Mm, mm. No. You're saying that you I would don't... do anything for for the podcast, but you won't do that. Correct. I will not. I will not. It's in your Akashic records for you to do that. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Yo, I would be okay. So, like, you know that tweet that comes around every so often is like, "Do you know how many people's pride you have saved by not telling your side of the story?" And I feel say it, man. That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there are too many stories, okay? I just want that one story. I'm not asking for any other story. I'm just asking for that one story. Yo, man. <laughs> I, don't ask it for. I don't ask you for, for a lot. I really don't. But I feel um, like... <laughs> no. I... And you know what? You know, in the Akashic Records... Us finishing this episode. We are 30 minutes in, and I haven't even told you guys the original air date. Fine. Guys, I'm going to work on her telling this story on our TikTok. Just give me give me a couple weeks. It'll be there. It'll be there. It'll be there. Thanks. I think they listen Thanks. to this podcast, too. I don't care. I got all the smoke, motherfucker, if you do. Shit. I'll post the TikTok. <laughs> God, I hate him. <laughs> On that note, this was written by Cheryl J. Yo, I have a high okay. definition camera that's just catching all like <laughs> that's just catching the like the the bewilderment. Like, like oh my god. You know, and a piece of me was like, oh, I should put my tripod up and record. And I was like, nah, it's not going to be that crazy. And look at all the gold we've missed. Look at all of the gold. You, man. My God. My, I mean, we did. Okay, so to be fair, we did try to give you guys video. And it was like, absolutely not. We got two seconds into recording. And it was like, bitch, you thought. Be fucking for real right now. I want you to be <laughs> for real. <laughs> Um, but yes, uh, we are. I, mean, I to... feel like we should have known that something was gonna go horribly wrong when we spent 10 minutes trying to figure out why my mic wasn't working and it was just because it was turned off. So the fact that we tried to layer anything else onto that, that was my fault. You know what? <laughs> I haven't even hooked up my second monitor because I just, I'm like, you know what? We go, we did a whole season with me having one monitor. Why, why mess with we'll perfection? I feel anyway. like by season three, I feel like once we get into what will become charmed in how we remember it, we should be ready for that. Because we're going to need video. So, we're going to need. You know, I'm getting the lighting situation better. You know, we may be, you know, I put into the universe and like put really good juju that 2023 is the year I get a better apartment, you know. I just need my listeners, my fellow witch community that listen to this podcast. You have to do the other thing was that I'm lucky and everything good always happens to me. You have to do that every morning. So I have to be domino every morning? Okay. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. It's a comic book reference. It's fine. 
Um, this is season two, episode seven. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> the original Man. air date was <laughs> November 19th, 1999. Uh, this was written by Cheryl J. Anderson. You can get her full credits on season one, episode nine, The Witch is Back. Zach and Chris were story editors. ML Damsky was our director and his full credits are in season one, episode 10, Wicca Envy. Um, Do we know who did the fight scenes? Because when we get there, I got I got things to say. I got things to say. <laughs> the guest star list is it was pretty good. It was it's compact, but like once we get into them, and honestly, we can get into like Misha and Edward right now because it opens with them. Okay. Get into Misha and Edward. So, so Misha, aka the guy at the museum who's just staring at like the Ten Commandments, um, because that's what it kind of looked like. It did. Um, we know Misha, Misha Collins. I feel like we're calling him Misha, like I know him like personally. Um, Misha is has we know him from his episode of Charm, uh, Girl Interrupted, which I didn't even know. NYPD Blue, uh, 24, CSI, Monk. So I know you're kind of in a Monk rewatch. So let me know I the am. episode you see. Let me know the episode you see him. NCIS, CSI New York, Without a Trace, Nip Tuck, which, what? What? Um, yeah. The Venture Brothers. And of course, we know Misha as Castiel from Supernatural. Yeah. Which so I feel fun. like... Watching him in this, I feel like he was definitely typecasted as <laughs> Castiel because the whole broody, I will sacrifice well, myself, definitely was all in this. <laughs> he auditioned with the voice and didn't think he would get it, and then he had to do the voice for the whole for his whole run. So like, <laughs> you either die by the Batman voice or you live by the Batman voice, right? Right. Um, <laughs> At least he didn't almost miss it because he was playing World of Warcraft. <gasps> no, we're not talking about that TikTok. We are 34 minutes in. Let's get to this episode. So okay. uh, <clears throat> Misha, we don't know his character's name, so I'm referring to him as Misha, is staring at the Ten Commandments and he's like, I got it. <laughs> I figured it out. Ah, it's all up in here. And he's being stared at by another weird looking man. Named- well, before we even get into like him saying, I got it. So we're in a museum and there's basically a tour going on, a guided tour. And so they're in front of what looks like one half of the Ten Commandments. And the guy is basically explaining that this is the Akashic, this is the Akashic Records or a map of where to find the Akashic Records. And that um, everybody from Hera to Hitler has been looking or or trying to translate this so that they can find where the Akashic records are because the Akashic records are basically everything that happens in the future. And if you know what's going to happen in the future, then that obviously will bring you a limited power. That's kind of sort of what the Akashic records are kind of sort of. So basically what the Akashic records are is there is a belief that anything that has happened past, present or future has already been written and that you have, you have your own shelf and somebody else has your own shelf. It's not located here on Earth. You are supposed to be able to, um, once you, I guess, receive that enlightenment, you should be able to meditate 
and get to your own basically librarian to be able to access your own Akashic records. Um, and then they should be able to tell you about like your own past lives and all of that stuff, like your future. So it's not technically here on earth, but every creature that has ever walked the earth basically has like their own book. Kind of like, you know, in Supernatural where death had mm -hmm. like, yeah, kind of like that. So, oh, look at me, look at me, my own Supernatural references. <laughs> okay, sorry. I was sitting here like, oh, it's like the sports almanac from... <laughs> Back to the future. <laughs> <laughs> so that is what the Akashic Records are. They're not actually located here on Earth. And you basically have to have this divine enlightenment um, to access them, which is really interesting. You should you should do it. They're like, Wait you can pay somebody. That you are, you know, part hotap on this episode. I didn't. Wow. I have never, ever said good morning, beautiful, <laughs> or like, rising. grand rising. <laughs> I don't know. That, like, that was a pretty hotepish soliloquy. I mean, I appreciate it, but. Well, I was just explaining what the Akashic Records. No, because, see, hoteps would never access the Akashic Records. Because all you got to do is tell them in the past life they were white. <laughs> okay. Well, that doesn't no, because they got white wives. So there's that. So um, <laughs> after, after you see the tour guide explaining all of that, then we move into um, Misha Him being. Oh yeah, sorry. So Misha basically saying like, "Oh my God, I got it. Um, this is it." And then he rushes out, and you see like this guy like staring and brooding. And, and that's played by Edward Scythe. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> we, he's he's had three notable credits: Jag, Charmed, and Chicago Hope. So, sorry, I don't think he's yeah. no longer with us. I just think he's like, nah, this Not is for me. Yeah. Okay. Damn, we taking it back, Chicago Hope. Mm-hmm. Damn. He yeah. hasn't acted in a while then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, whatever. You win some Ulysses. Right, right. Uh. So the tour guide moves on, and then the next scene is you're at the Bay Ridge Convalescent Hospital. Um, and so the guy that who's at the museum is now talking to a guy who is basically laid out on his back. He cannot speak. He blinks a lot, but doesn't speak or anything like that. And he's basically staring up at the ceiling. So the guy is basically telling his, he, we find out that this is his dad. And he's basically telling his dad, like, I cracked it. I found the rest of the map. Um, he explained to him how he did it. And he knows where their location of the Akashic Records are. And he said, now they're going to come after me, just like they came after you. And I'm going to be ready, dad. I'm going to be ready for that. And then we see Phoebe come in, holding a, a vase. And my initial thought was, oh, shit, girl, we got a job. I knew immediately by her apron that she was a volunteer. And I was just annoyed that, like, we've never seen the side of Phoebe before. She's never really volunteered. But now she's a volunteer. Okay. I was so disappointed in the next scene when they were where she was like, "Oh no, VB's volunteering at the hospital." I was I was like, "Oh, baby girl got a job." But no, no. it definitely like it's something like they mention as if Phoebe's love of 
helping people in nursing homes has been something that's previously discussed or her, her just volunteering is something that we knew already about her and it's like no this is all no. new information this is purely <laughs> for the episode this isn't something that we knew before don't try to like gaslight me Cheryl. <laughs> so phoebe walks in um and the guy is basically telling phoebe like thanks so much for like you know making his room cheerful and you know taking care of my dad and she's like oh don't worry about it don't worry about it that's why i'm here to talk to him blah 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 the doctor comes in do you want to do doctor credits Yes. Oh my God. So Dean Norris has not aged At since all. this episode. Cause like What's that hairline, he made a deal with the devil. He was like, don't let me age if you take my hair. <laughs> <laughs> he so he made a pack with a crossroads demon. <laughs> yes. Um, so actually his first um credit is it at the age of five in 1968. Jesus. Exactly. So he's been in the game forever. So, but I'm just going to jump because he has way too many credits. I'm jumping way straight too to many Lethal credits. Weapon. Lethal Weapon 2, Gremlins 2, <laughs> Terminator 2. So he was definitely the man you go to when you have a sequel. NYPD Blue, Married with Children, The X-Files, Starship Troopers, VIP, ER, Walker, Texas Ranger, The Practice, The Pretender, Boston Public, Boston Legal, Las Vegas, The West Wing, CSI, CSI New York, True Blood, Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, Breaking Bad, and Better Call Saul. And my God, I love this. And did you say Claus? I did not say Claus. I forgot. Uncle Daddy. Uncle Daddy. Uncle Daddy. (laughs) Uncle Daddy. Oh, man. He was he in Sophia the First, and now I have the mom in me has to figure out who he played in Sophia. The first. Oh man, yeah, his credits are crazy, and I feel and like be- you don't really think about that. Like you don't, you know, you're like, oh, that's that guy. But God, yeah, <laughs> the fact that like he like you know him from break like his big role was Hank on Breaking Bad, and it's like, oh my god, but like, my man has been in, first of all, Shonda love him, so Grey's Anatomy and Scandal. I'm so stuck on Sophia the first. (laughs) So, in watching the, um, the West Wing, I realized that Shonda Rhimes pretty much ripped off um, the West Wing for Scandal. She was like, y'all want, let's make it the West Wing, but make it sexy. Black. Oh, black. <laughs> make it yeah. black. Because like, um, David Rosen, also on the West Wing, also in Scandal, also on Grey's Anatomy. Um, Dean Norris, also on West Wing, also on Grey's Anatomy, also on Scandal. And there's a whole, there's a bunch of storylines that for like, Amanda, okay, a piece of me knows or feels like at some light I'm gonna be in Shondaland, and you're not gonna ruin that for me. All of Shonda's stuff. I love Shonda, and I feel like Shonda herself has said that like, Scandal is like a love letter to the West Wing, but like it's, it's very weird how apparent it is after watching both shows. 
Mm, okay. Yeah, the baby will let me get past episode one. He's like, what is this? If you don't go put on Yellowstone, leave me alone. <laughs> if you don't give me my Kevin Costner. <laughs> you know, yo, that baby is an old Caribbean black man because old Caribbean black men love them some Westerns. Love they love Westerns. Yo. Westerns and Chuck Norris. <laughs> and Steven Seagal. I don't even have a, like... My dad would have on Bonanza, and it's like, Dad, bon- yeah. that like, that child is very. We got cable Bonanza. He uh. don't even watch. Like, I be trying to get him to watch like Paw Patrol and stuff like that. He'd be like, "If you don't put on MSNBC, so we can watch the news." Okay. <laughs> you know what he said? A cab down to the Paw Patrol. Yeah. Yeah. Now they got kitties to make you feel like, oh, it's not really like police. But even I'm like the fact that y'all made kittens police is just disgusting. <laughs> um, my nephew loves Paw Patrol so much. So like he's never watched the full episode. He just watches like the clips on YouTube. But like he loves Paw Patrol to the point where they saw like Paw Patrol yogurt in the grocery store, and he typically doesn't eat yogurt. And he's like, "Nah, I so want." If you that. don't get me this gogurt box, bitch, anarchy. He was like, "It wasn't even gogurt, Jimmy. It wasn't even gogurt. It was like some regular degler, like, like." Uh, uh-huh. I was like, "Okay, kid, all right." Paw Patrol, it is. Did he eat it at least? Yeah, he did. Which is funny because oh, okay, okay. he, he doesn't eat yogurt, but he Paw Patrol yogurt. Apparently tastes different than regular yogurt, even though it's all the same. <sighs> so we have completely we're gonna get through this episode. So <laughs> the doctor, so we find out his name is Eric because the doctor asked Eric to step outside. The doctor's like, it's been six weeks. We need to give up on yeah. your daddy. Let's kill him. And I was like, damn, motherfucker. When he said he said six, and I was like, "Oh, six months is a while." Like, I guess maybe you know that's half a year. If things haven't worked out in half a year, maybe. Then he said six weeks, and I was like, "That's two months." Oh, he was like, "Look, your daddy be blinking up at the ceiling. It's time for him to go. He not doing nothing else. We we sick of changing his pampers. Okay, get this motherfucker out of here. <laughs> this is a convalescent home, and I don't like the way he convalesces. So he gotta go." He got to get out of here. I mean, he t- so the doctor tells Eric, like, look, this facility is not for long-term maintenance. And he was like, maintenance? That's my daddy you talking about, bitch. <laughs> He's going to get better. We're not moving shit. And I was like, all right. All right. I mean, I feel like if I was doctor, I'd have backed off too. I'd have been like, we could. We'll have this conversation later. So Eric bumps into Phoebe. Oh, that makes no sense because convalescent homes are designed to provide care for senior patients who are recovering from surgeries or long, long-term illnesses. So you be I mean, here like... But we know why. We I know mean, why. we know why, but like six weeks? All right, right. All right, Cheryl. You didn't have Google. I'll, I'll give you that. Speaking of plot holes, and this is going to be a slight tangent because I just watched it yesterday. So the baby sister, we were talking yesterday and I admitted to her that I have never watched The Princess and the Frog, right? She's like, nah, Princess and the Frog is great. You got to watch Princess and the Frog. Then I found out that Dr. Facilier was played by none other than my baby daddy, Goliath from the Gargoyles. 
like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch Prince and the Frog. Prince and the Frog, Tiana had a white best fucking friend who was the richest fucking girl in all the fucking New Orleans, and this bitch watched her fucking struggle for fucking years. You missed a TikTok discourse about that, ma'am. Did I? Because I have never seen it. So the TikTok discourse about it is homegirl was probably offering Tiana money, but Tiana was like, nah, I got to do it on my own. That's what Mel said. And I was like, no, because she really wanted to give her money. Just like she was like, oh, here's all this money so I can get me a man with your beignets. She would have given her access to other rich people for her to cook for them, for her to still feel like she is doing it on her own and making the money as your rich best friend, you would have opened up doors for her to be chef to other, other rich people. I don't buy that shit. And I was mad. That's my rich best friend with multiple bathrooms. Where's my apartment? I don't, but I'm not a landlord. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not rich. Your man is. Your man is. I live in a bodunk town. Well, if you wanted a one bedroom apartment, then yeah, I could have hooked you up. If you want a one bedroom apartment in Bedside, then I could talk to mom. But you don't want a one bedroom apartment in Bedside. We need a two bedroom at this point. Right, right. So shut the fuck up. I have a lot of clothes. Oh, but you can hook me up with your other landlord ass friends. What other landlord ass friends do I have? I'm just showing you the plot holes in Tiana's life and the plot holes in no. her life. No. <laughs> her, her father was voted King of Mardi Gras five years in a row. There is a network of rich people there. And all this bitch is like, I just need me a prince. I just need me to get me a man big dick. And her, her calling and her father big daddy. And we all know that all West Indians are somehow connected, especially when they got landlords in their blood. So... If so facto. And <laughs> and Lottie calling her friend, her dad, Big Daddy, made me uncomfortable. There's an incest <laughs> there. What do you call Jamel's dad? Dad. Okay. I'm just showing the parallels in the relationship. <laughs> there's not no parallels. The there, there's ah. no parallel. Ah. There is no parallels. <laughs> That man is Lottie's biological dad, and she over here calling him Big Daddy. I mean, I just she, was talking up. She I was diddled when up. she was younger. I <laughs> he touched. To her. be honest, I only I always chalk that up to like, oh, that's just southern shit. Because like, southern people just be having a way of talking to each other, and it's like, all right, whatever. I guess. He is Big Daddy on the plantation, I guess. Like, Pike. So once um, Phoebe bumps into him, she gets a premonition, and it's a premonition of like the needle finger demon. Because I feel like we've seen the needle finger demon before. The needle finger demon, like going into his brain, and she's like, "Oh my god!" And she makes the most basic effort to stop him. She runs to the edge of the railing and is like, "Eric, wait." She didn't even attempt to run downstairs. She doesn't call him again. She's like, all right, I'm just going to go home. You know what? She, It's Phoebe. And in an episode oh, no, full Scott. of plot holes, in the episode full of plot holes, <laughs> this is just one of the smaller ones that we just have to jump over. 
Okay, fine. So the next scene, and I now need, I didn't have time to do Amazon shopping, but I need that green crochet top that Prue had on. Look, oh. With the, the tie in the back and her back off. Yo, the fashion editor on this set was killing it. She looked so cute in her outfit. So we find we out. We will get to that when we get like, when we get to like the Jack scene. Cause like, oh, pot, we gonna talk and about that. pot and kettle, but continue. So we find out that Piper is going on an overnight stay with Officer I don't like Dan. This. I don't like this. For Why? the simple fact that if we are going on an overnight trip, on our there's no confusion. <laughs> there's no confusion. Like at this point, y'all been like tonguing down in the front yard in front of all the neighbors. Don't be all like coy and shy now. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know the room situation. Mm. She knew the room situation because she packed that cute little nighty, that little black That's little cool. thing. I ain't going nowhere without knowing the room situation. The fuck? She knew the room situation. She knew. She knew. We also then find out that Prue thinks that Jack is a werelock because. She feels like he was just in too many places too quickly. She went to the coffee shop. He was there. And then she went to the newsstand and then he was there as well. And I was like, but if you went to the coffee shop and he was in front of you and then you went to the newsstand and he was already there, then that's just because he was in front of you. And I feel like in the 90s, like, I always felt like when I grew up, because my mom did it, like, that's what I was going to do. I was going to get off the train. You're going to make it after all, right? And go to, like, the little coffee, little stuff, little stands that they had in the city and get my little coffee and then go get my news. Like, I, I thought that that was going to be me. But that's not me. Because <laughs> I live in the South. But, like, that's how you did things back in the day in the 90s, right? God, I feel like, can we go back to the 90s? Like, I feel like in my head, I just. We are in the fashion sense. Almost not, not quite. I just, but not good, right? But not like good. <laughs> so Piper feels like he's blinking, and is this? This isn't the first time that we've like said the word blink. I think we said it in a couple episodes before, but basically, warlocks blink to go from one area to another. So that is what blinking is. Um, that's when we find out that Phoebe is volunteering at the convalescent hospital, and she does not have a job. Um. <laughs> They now feel like they need to do a warlock test on both Dan and Jack because (laughs) Prue is like, well, you know, you're a warlock magnet. I I just, I feel like there's been so many other men in her life, right? Like in Piper's life, besides Jeremy, right? We've had the ghost. We've had the white guy. We've had the white guy from the school. Um... We had the, the guy who the helped her get degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jeremy is just like a friends don't let you forget life. the mistakes you make in life. Cut to Adrian. our conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a mistake that you made in your life. I just want. I just like throwing that out there because if you ever ever doubt in your life that you are a boss ass bitch. Just remember that in another state, in another car, 
a man in the middle of the night. <laughs> yes, you understand what I'm saying? In Brooklyn, yeah. You are a boss ass bitch. Boss ass bitch. And don't let anybody take that away from you. Anybody, okay? <laughs> you are a siren. <laughs> Calling men today dead. I don't know if these are good things. <laughs> oh my God. So, um, Piper throws back, well, if I had Jeremy, what about you and Rex and Hannah, right? Which I feel like if this was an HBO show, it would have been a nasty ass threesome. We would have gotten a, a great scene there. Great scene. Just Rex, Hannah, and Prue? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see the vision. Nah, it's gonna be Phoebe. I don't. <laughs> I don't think Prue would have it in her to like. Yeah, she was a little. She was a little stick in the mud in season one. Yeah, it definitely, definitely been Phoebe. Because right, Phoebe. Right. Phoebe already been went that on episode. Right, it would have been that episode. They went. They saw yeah. Oasis. He gave her some. <laughs> like she. He gave her some drugs. It had been a whole like if this was the nineties and it was like HBO, it had been a whole like scene. That's what it'd been. And it would have been like they would have been like triple kissing on the dance floor, and then the mm-hmm. cut scene is them laying in bed grinding on each other. Yep. 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 We can turn anything. <laughs> we can turn anything into a porno. I just I just love it. I love it. Um so, so um Piper is convinced that Dan is not a warlock. No cats have hissed at him. He's not blinked. He hasn't tried to kill them yet. And he hasn't tried to steal their power. So clearly... He well, just no cat has hissed at him because Kit is not in this fucking episode. She um, is. They, they copied and pasted Kit into this episode. Kit's not in this episode. It did look kind of weird. It did look kind of weird. So No cat has hissed at him yet. I'm not standing by that. So the doorbell rings. And he was like, get into my car. Right? And she was like, you know, the traffic, it's an early start. Let's just get there quicker so we have enough time to. And she's like, relax. And he's like, relax is a good word. He wasn't thinking about relaxing. Mm-mm. He mm. was about getting into that ass. Getting you into know. that ass. So he asked if she can get ready in an hour. She said, of course I can. And then Kit hisses at what we think is Dan. So question, pause. Pause. Did this whole episode happen within an hour? No, no. Because he comes back and she said, I'm not ready for the hour, but I'll be ready for our original time. Um, Which is six. Yes. So it does not happen in an hour. It does happen in a span of a day. But not it happens. In the, I will say this happens in the span of three hours, four times. Yeah, yeah, four times. Right. So um, Dan's like, "What's wrong with your cat?" And she's like, "I gotta go now." Bye. And like slams the door in his face. And she's like, "Prue, did you find but the warlock?" Time? I don't even think Dan was off the property when she was screaming about a warlock. Because like she barely made Mm-mm. sure that door closed and was like. Mm-mm. Uh uh-uh. uh. First of all, CGI kit was was acting up. <laughs> so then we get the opening credits. I had I sent it to you. I had, had 
do, 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 falls apart. Fall apart. Um, I had nothing because Shazam said cannot be found. Don't laugh at me. I'm not. Anyway, we're moving forward. So, <laughs> um, we're still in the manor. We're in the living room, and now it's. It's Prue and Piper, and they're sitting on the couch looking at the Book of Shadows. So they pulled the Book of Shadows out of the attic, and there are 19 specific warlock deck spells and not one test. And she's like, mm-hmm. what if it's a conspiracy? What if Jack and Dan are working together, and they're just, like, trying to take their sweet time to figure out how to kill us? And Prue's like, mm, I don't think so. I think you're being paranoid. And she's like, but how can we? How? How am I being paranoid when warlocks and demons every week and Sunday night at 8 o'clock are coming out of the woodwork to kill us? I mean, she, she not can't wrong. trust anybody. And so Prue is like, okay, well, here's a spell to find secret thoughts. And that way we would be able to hear Jack and Dan and Diane's thoughts. <laughs> Jack and Diane. Um, I'm happy someone was just me on that. Because <laughs> that, yo, that used to, a little ditty kept popping in my head. And I was like, <laughs> they knew what they were doing. They knew exactly, exactly what, what they, they were doing. doing. That's going to be in my head all day. Um, so they're going to confirm or deny whether or not they're warlocks by listening to their thoughts. And it's not for personal gain and it's purely for protection. So imagine, so obviously I feel like if I originally had watched this in the 90s, I'd have been like, how you just got two random candles ready to light. Now though, <laughs> I have a box of candles right next to me, multicolored, because you never know. I need to send something back to sender. <laughs> Ready I and able so and willing. Fabric and candles all over the place, and I'm just like, I'm gonna get that Amazon shelf and just organize everything. Because oh my god! But yes, yes, you need some. Hold on. Ugh. Need some short white ones? Because right there. <laughs> Within arm's reach. Because you never got, know. Yeah, you never know. Short white ones. I got seven <laughs> day. <laughs> I got the Florida water on the bookshelf. <laughs> I got the dragon blood oil. I am ready at willing at all times. You okay. Never, to protect and know. send that shit back. Because you never know. You never know. <laughs> so. And I got multiple this, cats in this damn house. Y'all not coming for me. I really feel like Panther is just familiar. <laughs> you don't let nobody near you. Yo, can we talk about how I was on a Zoom call yesterday and they were like, oh, your camera's off. That means we won't be able to see the cat. Don't ask for him. Don't ask for him. Don't do this. How are you a side character in your own life, in your own job? You are the side character. How do you feel, girl? No, him and his booty hole. Like, y'all just want to see his booty hole because that's the first thing he puts in the camera. It's his, like, yo, <laughs> if he's my familiar, why is my familiar a porn star? <laughs> booty first bandit, shut your ass up. <laughs> I was like, do you really want the answer to that? On a All right, anyway. Worldwide podcast. <laughs> So the spell that they do is as flame lights, shadow as truth ends fear, open lock thoughts to my mind's willing ear. May the smoke from this candle into everywhere creep, bring innermost voices to my mind in speech. And immediately Piper's like, bitch, why you wearing my lipstick? 
<laughs> Piper is me. Piper is me. And Prue was like, I can't borrow your lipstick. And she's like, but I didn't say that. I thought it. So we know that the spell has worked. And so now they're just going back and they're just like sharing thoughts back and forth. And Phoebe walks in and Phoebe's like, in her head, stay calm. Book of Shadows, Needles and Warlocks, Eric's in trouble. Find out. Find out what? And uh, Piper's like, the hospital hottie? And Phoebe's like, what? And Prue has to catch herself. And so she asks her about Eric and how the hospital was. Um, and Phoebe rec- recognizes that the Book of Shadows is downstairs. And she's like, why is it downstairs? And that's this when we get into again. This super cute. Let me look at this episode. This scene is super cute. Because she's like, why is the book downstairs, girls? And Prue and Piper just shrink into, like, actual little girls. Because they actually, like, they're doing something wrong. And the baby sister is chastising them for it. But they don't know, like... But there's no reason for Phoebe to be chastising them. So they're just guilty on their own. And it's just like, so, you know, we were looking for, we think the boys are warlocks. And and, like, it's not wrong. Because, of course, you probably should be like protecting yourself in some way, shape or form. Right, right, right. But like the the cute, like the sister camaraderie that happened. And I think this episode highlights it so well. How like... These are actual sisters, not co And you can see, like, and not to leave Phoebe out, but you can see the best friendship between Prue, Prue and Piper. And Piper, yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cute. So she's like, we're not able to find a warlock spell in the Book of Shadows. And Phoebe immediately goes, just prick them if they don't bleed. They're a warlock. And I'm like, why didn't we ask Phoebe originally because we know that because she ain't got nothing to do she knows the book of shadows back um i didn't add it to the trivia but it stuck out to me apparently that's not completely true because in like full warlocks can't bleed but like halfers can so because like in the episode where she gets the athame where we later see in this episode that guy can bleed, and so did his brothers. So mm. it just depends. So I guess, if, you know, yeah. the thought spell was the best thing. Yeah, I feel like at this point, like, they're probably, like, hanging out after, like, the show ends, like, after, like, recording ends for a day, like, going to dinner and stuff like that. I feel because you can yeah. just see, like, the friendship there. It's so cute. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's- <laughs> is he growling Can you hear him yeah no, that's just not <laughs> that's just uh-huh. a snotty nose <laughs> so we have we have an addition to the podcast today so guys just gonna have to deal with that in the background um <laughs> so um during this they're thinking to themselves that we they shouldn't tell phoebe about uh the spell until the, they replace yeah. it and but they're <laughs> They're looking at each other as they're thinking. So Phoebe's like, what the fuck is wrong with you two? <laughs> like, play it cool, bitch. She can't hear you. I know. It's just like, Piper's not the one I want when something goes wrong, if I'm being honest. She's, she gets too flustered too quickly. <laughs> but I feel like Prue was heavy handed with it too. Like, both of them were acting mad stupid. Like, they, she can't hear you. So why y'all making facial expressions back at each other? 
it was so like ham hawkish. It was like, all right, all right, guys, whatever. So Piper asked Phoebe if Eric has asked her out yet. And that's when we get into um, mm-hmm. what's going on. Uh, he did not ask her out, but he's in trouble. And he had she had a premonition, the needle warlock thingy on his finger, and he was sticking it in Eric's head. And so she came home. So she stopped volunteering uh, <laughs> to figure out exactly what was wrong and what they're up against and so she said you guys go deal with jack and diane and then she'll go look on the internet and find see if she can find anything mm-hmm. and then prue goes great we're surrounded by warlocks and piper's like yeah next time get your own damn lipstick but again this is all in their head and they're making the stupid faces at each other and Prue's like and i heard like, that <laughs> yeah you okay you bud good? You're trying to make this isn't about you, okay? You're not gonna be like Panther. You're not gonna be like Panther. I can't. You're not be. gonna take this over. You're not gonna be like Panther. Don't be giving me dirty looks. Okay. Don't talk to me like this. All right. So now, <laughs> so now we're in Bucklands, and Jack is here looking like Guy Fieri. <laughs> and like she coming at him for his outfit, but sis, you don't even look like you weren't even work either. <laughs> okay, like, but there's one thing <laughs> for her to look like how, and I feel like at this point, she can wear whatever the hell she wants. She has single-handedly saved Bucklands, not once, but twice. If you are concerned with how I dress when I show up, you can kiss my ass, okay? I mean, fair, all fair, but like, Jack don't know that. <laughs> So, uh, Jack in his head is thinking feisty, feisty, but out loud he goes, well, when work puts me in front of an online server handling 5 million online awesome hits a day, yeah, I do. What's the emergency? And so they start talking about um, a, a company called First Wang Publications. It's a German con- conglomerate. Um you handled their CEO bronze collection for the internet auction. And he starts thinking, yeah, she suspects something. And so she keeps going and she's like, well, I need some bronzes checked out. So who did your validation? And he's like, validation. And she's like, yeah, all your pieces have to be validated. You do get them validated. And so he thinks like, mostly I put people in graves or incinerate them. And, but out loud, he tells her, tells her who they do their validation through. And she's like, and she finds out it I'm lying. Phony. It sounded so phony. Walt Potarg at Berkeley School in Design. He was the best. Like that sounds so. so like phony. there's a there's an episode of Criminal Criminal Intent where Stephen Colbert plays a forger, and like that's you could have just asked them or what? Yeah, Stephen Colbert is on Criminal Intent. I feel like. That sounds phony in itself. Like <laughs> document forger. And like that's exactly what I was thinking about. Like, ah, criminal intent did this. I mean, I know it's like years away, but so much better. <laughs> <laughs> so um he then thinks to himself, if she finds out I'm lying, she's gonna die. And then he's like, All right, I gotta go now. Bye, bye, I'm late. And Prue's like, You're dying first. <laughs> That is such a pin that, right? Just pin that. (laughs) This whole scene, this, like, all right. With him saying what we learned later on, that, like, I normally just... Doesn't make any sense. 
like when we learn later on that makes sense to me how he says it because i would have done that in that same situation really like, like if somebody's asking me what i normally do and i'm in the middle of a lie or whatever i'm going to be like well like normally i record a podcast but in my head like if whatever i normally do and I'm going to think about it and then say the lie. So that felt normal. It's how he said, how he's l- delivered the line. Um, if she finds out I'm lying, she's going to die. And I feel yes. like this really weird direction because that line isn't weird. And that sentence isn't weird either because that's, she's going to die. It's such a normal thing to say. I do that. So, like the line would, delivery isn't weird. It's, I mean, not the line. The, not the the line delivery is weird. This is why I need baby. My tongue gets too tied. Where are you? There you go. I miss you. <laughs> the line delivery was weird, but the sentence wasn't because. <laughs> I have said I to you, I thought the girl, sentence was weird, too. No, I've definitely said to you, like, girl, when she find out that he lied to her, she gonna die. She gonna... Like, we had that kind of conversation. It, it just didn't land well. Yeah. It was too clear. Yeah. Because it's all about delivery, and I feel, and unfortunately, the delivery... I'm blaming Mel for it, because you should have known better. But you who for it? The director. Oh, you're you're not gonna blame Cheryl for writing it? No, because colloquially it makes sense. The delivery just was where it fell flat. Okay. So it's been about an hour, and we're back at the manor. Uh, the doorbell rings. Piper answers it. It is Dan. She's like, "You ready?" and Piper's like, uh, can you come in? Like, there's this whole look on her face. And he comes in. She closed the door. Um, her suitcase still upstairs. And Dan is like, I see. But in his head, he's like, oh, no, she's backing out. So I can't, like, push her into coming. I got I to gotta stay cool, calm and collected. And, and Piper, I love this. Cause, like, it was really cute. Um, Dan wow. is, and this, this isn't a spoiler, I mean, it's a spoiler if you haven't watched the show before, but why are you listening to this podcast if you haven't? Um, <laughs> um, Dan is Piper's true love in another lifetime. And knowing that and knowing how he's like, you know what, we got to go slow. And like, it's just like, yes. He's thinking like, she's yeah. nervous. This is their first time going away. This means a lot. He doesn't want to pressure her or make her feel that like all he cares about is getting her to like a hotel room. Yeah. And that's so sweet. Like he's not like, his inner thoughts are always it's like innocent. And the fact that you can hear these inner thoughts and still pick a homosexual just... <laughs> She freezes him um, and pricks his arm with a needle, but it doesn't bleed. And and Phoebe comes in and she sees like Piper kind of panicking. And she's like, he didn't bleed. He's not bleeding. There's no blood. There's nothing. And Phoebe's like, yeah, you big dummy, because he's frozen. So the blood is frozen too. So Piper sends him back upstairs. 
sends her back upstairs. She unfreezes him and he starts to bleed. And he's like, ow, what the hell was that? And Piper's like, like the look of relief when she sees him bleeding. <laughs> You're bleeding. And he's like. And but then she's relieved but also like oh my poor baby's bleeding yes yes she like grabs it like gently and it was cute it was cute and he's like i love his head he's like yes and she's like if she doesn't want to go it's okay i won't force it oh again this man is thinking all about how she feels even when he is bleeding and you choose a hobosexual (laughs) <laughs> so Piper says she really wants to go and Dan is like but and then Phoebe runs down the stairs and says he's bleeding and Phoebe responds he's lucky <laughs> and Dan looks at her like what and like I feel like the scene was so was, cute because I feel like everything cute. played on their faces as well but it wasn't like overly done I feel that like the just being nitpicky but like the time it took for phoebe to come down the stairs and to like give her the explanation why she couldn't go right now was a little too long it wasn't like perfectly timed like because she was like ah like hoping phoebe would come downstairs and like save the day and she did but like 30 seconds too late (laughs) so she's she's just standing there with her mouth open like she went back all the way up to like the attic instead of just staying at the top of the stairs <laughs> so Phoebe runs downstairs and after all of that she she looks at his butt and thinks nice butt and Piper's like hey and then realizes she kind of screamed it out loud and was like alright hey you hang in there and I'll be back in time and so First of all, uh, you can't see his butt those jeans are not doing anything they're baggy, and the coat this the coat comes down to like the last quarter of his butt. Are you checking? Even out if his he, butt too? I, no, I'm just like I want to see what Phoebe's seeing. Like, what's she over here reacting to? And there's nothing. There's nothing but some bugle boy jeans and a leather coat. <laughs> so when Dan opens when- back up the door, or Piper opens up the door, and Kit growls. But Dan happens to look up and recognizes that there's hornets. And she's like, okay, well, that's why she's growling. Because there's hornets. And that's probably what stung me. And then Piper's like, okay, yeah, yeah. But just don't leave without me. She closes the door. Oh, this wasn't the scene. I thought this was the scene where he goes, I just want to, like, cross the threshold or something. Someday, like, oh. like, one day I'll cross that. I'll get in that house or, like. Yeah, but that's not. I guess that's the See, next scene. I thought that was. This so is cute. where Dan. <laughs> this is where Dan loses two points for me. Not a lot. Okay. A real man would have been like, "I'm gonna handle that hornet's nest for you. I got you." Like, but like, I'm gonna handle this hornet's nest, and then we are gonna come right back. But you know, I can see that. I can see that. But you know, um, we can't give him everything. We can't give him because you know. You know Mel would have been attacking them for getting a, like he'd be like, ah, I'll be back and handle it. <laughs> you already know. You're right. I know that. I know. <laughs> and he was better than being a hobosexual, right? So I mean he's already he's already in the lead here. Yo, 
people are mad that I'm calling him a homosexual on TikTok, and I stand by my statement. Y'all can be mad. <laughs> Y'all can. I don't care. He's a bum. He's a bum. He's a bum. Um. So we find out. So we have now skipped out of the manor. We're in Eric's apartment building, and it's Phoebe and Piper, and they're walking down the hallway. Phoebe explains that the warlocks are called collectors. Um, they're a breed that drains knowledge out of people's brains with that weird finger needle thingy that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book doesn't say how to vanquish them. It just says that their hunger for knowledge is your all. They it's don't like know what that means. Hole. Yeah. Um, and she's like, are you sure this is where they live? And Phoebe's like, yep, this is what the hospital record said. And here it is. So in Eric's room, the two collectors are already there. They're holding Eric down on a, on a table. Um, one collector's finger is in a needle and then Piper and Phoebe walk in and Piper freezes them. And Phoebe's like, oh my God, that's Dr. Stone. That's Eric's dad's doctor. And Piper is trying to get, they're trying to get everybody out, um, including Eric, but... <laughs> Eric gets a gun out of the drawer. And you know I was what? like, oh, all right, Castillo. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to him that he didn't see the needle going for his head. But like I can't really fault him for getting the the mystery musketool <laughs> and shooting people. Blam blam. You know what? He did it. He did it with no hesitation. They were trying to get him out. Them two unfreeze. And he was like, I got this girl. Pew pew. And then they stood there. Like, I'm not, if I'm shooting somebody, I'm not getting back. I'm not going to wait to see if you get back up. I'm, I'm out. (laughs) I shot you dead in the chest. Both of them got hit center mass. I'm out. (laughs) He said, First of all, Eric's whole thing, he's like, oh, they must be wearing bulletproof vests. And, all right, Eric, like, I'm trying really hard with you right now, but these people got up way too quickly, even for a bulletproof vest. Not only they, they get up way too quickly, but we watched as their shirt seemed itself back up. Bulletproof vests don't do that. But well, I guess, you know, when you're in so, shock and adrenaline, stuff like that just doesn't click. So for me, what happened was um, Edward Collector, um, his hole healed up as they were, like, running out the door. And okay. it was cutting to commercial as Dean Norris's hole was, like, um, healing up. So I don't think they really saw it. They were already like out the door and then it cuts a commercial. So okay, um, that's okay. what I'm going with. We can go with that. I, okay. So he thinks that they're the government. Um, and Phoebe, he asked Phoebe, who are you? And Phoebe's like, we're your friends. And Eric's like, nah, y'all motherfuckers are after the Akashic Records too. And Piper goes, what are the Akashic Records? And Eric goes, I knew it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Phoebe's like, what? And they go back and forth. Phoebe explains what the um, the Akashic records are. Um, Eric is like, you're well informed. And Phoebe's like, I read a lot. But Piper, how did you know that? And that's when Piper's like, oh, I will talk about this I'll later. I'll let yeah. Right. So basically, it's not a legend. Um, they're trying to get the records. 
I mean, stuff we already know. Um, mm-hmm. They want to use the future against us, and then the bad guys win. So um, Eric now is like, well, Dr. Stone is a bad guy. My dad can't stay in this hospital. <laughs> and You're not he wrong. Was like, not wrong at all. Like, why are we having a conversation, and why are we not going back to the hospital? Like, why are we still sitting here chit-chatting? Let's go get my dad, right? Um. Phoebe's like, it's not about your dad anymore. It's about you. And if they think that you know the Akashic Records, they're gunning for you. And Eric is like, try and stop me. And she flips him and gets on top of him. And I was like, I need that move for sexy time. <laughs> and you know what? This scene too, super fucking cute. Because as she flips him and gets on top of him, even though it's very, it's pieced together weirdly. I, she definitely flipped the stuntman and they had to yep. piece her climbing on top of him. Um, either way, but then Prue walks in and like steps over them like, oh, we got company, I see. Like this is this normal. Definitely, like when I saw that, I was like, that's such a Ray thing to say like, oh, carry on bitches. Okay. <laughs> it was such a- Yeah, she, didn't, she wasn't phase or anything. She was just like, I, I guess, all right. Yeah. And then um, Eric tries to get up, um, but Piper freezes him. Well, and so then again, they have uh, Phoebe's like, "Girl, can you help? Like, damn, you over right, here right, right. This. <laughs> And then they have the whole conversation over again. Now that uh, Prue is in the room, but they have um, it telepathically versus out loud. Yes, yes. Um, and they—that's when we try to the conversation they have telepathically of the fact that. Dan is not a warlock, but we believe that Jack is. And mm-hmm. Phoebe, um, they do end up telling Phoebe that they did shit they weren't supposed to, and they casted a hearing thought spell. And Phoebe's like, "Are you guys thinking about me?" And she's like, "No, girl, shut up. Worry. Same about you. I know." <laughs> so Piper has the dagger from the Prue episode the with the trouble priest. Oh, I'm sorry. Prue has a dagger. Piper sees a dagger, but Prue has it. And mm-hmm. that's from the, the episode with the troubled priest and the warlock brothers. When they left it behind, she kept it. Um, again, they say, wow, it seems like the warlocks are everywhere. Like, I get it. That's the name of the episode. You don't say it like a hundred times. It was so heavy. Do you get it <laughs> if you don't say it? Right, you? right. <laughs> so, um, Phoebe decides to stay here in the manor. Um, and Piper's like, well, what if the collectors show up? And she's like, well, just get back before they do. Don't lose that dagger. And I'm just like, Phoebe, ha- like, why do we continually decide to leave Phoebe at home by herself? She has no active no powers active and power. cannot defend herself at all. <laughs> she has one move. It is a high kick. <laughs> well... And then she gets fucked up. <laughs> Is it the next scene that they call her Bruce Lee's little sister? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, what does it say? Well, before oh, we so get they to that, before we get Eric. to that, um, before we get to that, uh, Prue starts thinking. So we we have to go fight warlocks while she gets to sit on some guys. And before she says "dick," Prue, I mean Piper, sorry, Phoebe. Too many P names. Is like, hey, watch your mouth. And she's just yeah. like, can you hear me? She's like, I don't need no spells to hear what you to know what you're thinking, you hating ass bitch. You know. Right, right, right. <laughs> you're not wrong. 
She's not wrong. So and now we're the- outside of the museum mm-hmm. and it's Dr. Stone and Edward. Um, and they're basically saying like, oh, did you find Eric? Obviously they did not. And he's like, that's not good because he's protected by a time freezing witch and Bruce Lee's little sister. <laughs> um, and they're just basically saying like, you know, the Kashyyyk records are in our reach. Um, but it's going to be difficult to drain his brain if he knows what we're after. And he's like, well, we're not obviously we're going to get his mind because we have to go through his heart and the other collectors like oh very nice and then they blink and they disappear so now we're back at Buckland's we're in Prue's office and Jack is in the doorway and Jack is like oh I'm so glad you called can you come in and Prue is like oh he says can I come in and Prue is like sure and Jack is like stay focused get it over with in his head Prue is thinking um, freeze him when Piper enters the This scene was so, it was a lot. Piper enters the room, Prue freezes him, or Piper freezes him. Um, they take the dagger out, they cut him. Again, Prue is like, he's not bleeding, and Piper's like, because he's frozen. Like, so don't act like you dagger. knew all along. Don't act like you knew. Right. 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 Lying um, ass <laughs> me. The door opens, it hits Piper, and it's another Jack. And Jack number two is like, any survivors? When Jack walks up to, Jack two walks up to Jack number one, that's when Piper freezes him also. Yeah. And now they're like, we got fucking twins? Twin warlocks? Yeah. And Prue is like, or, well, maybe they're or just, just twins. just twins. Yeah. And then Prue says, well, I'm freeze both of them. And if that prick doesn't bleed, then that one's dead too. And I was like. We couldn't say dick, but we're going to use a hell out of prick. And right, right. I'm here for it. So we do unfreeze them. Jack number one says, ow. Jack two is like, what's the matter? Did she bite you? Jack number one says, you shouldn't be here. And Jack number two is like, come on, man. I can't let you take all the blame. Jack number uh. one is bleeding. Uh, Prue is like, this is my sister Piper. And which one of you jerks is Jack? So we now find out that Jack has a twin brother named Jeff. And that this Maybe is some John. dumb shit that they do when the um, when they were younger, where they, if one person takes an interest in somebody else, the other one, like, goes out and checks the merchandise. It was dumb. Well, not as crude as that, but yeah. <laughs> That's a real line yeah. from the episode. It was it was so dorky. This was a and sister, I feel like... sister-ass, like, plot. Yeah. But... It was... Yeah, like when, it's done on sister, when it's done on sister, sister, it works because they're teenagers and right. uh, like that shit would be such a turn off. Also, also, like, how it's old like, yo, Tia, go on this date for me because I'm sick. Not like go hang out with the girl I like at my job so right. I can figure out if I like her or not. Why you need, like, I'm not a twin. I have twin it's energy with so, a lot of people, but I've never been like, yo, I don't a think a lot of people. Hmm? You mean a lot of people. Uh, I misspoke. Please don't attack me. No, now you misspoke. <laughs> Fucking Libras. <laughs> Fucking Libras. I misspoke. Oh. You ain't misspeak. Whatever. You Continue with the episode. Nobody's eating on the episode. Our manager is just having fun with his toys. So if you hear rapping, <laughs> or if you hear like a rapping paper, that's just our manager having fun. 
<laughs> so Prue is still thinking that none of this dumb shit that you dummies did explain why you wanted to kill me. And she's thinking it. So Piper then goes, well, what is it that you do for a living? And Jack is like, oh, great. This is going to be a conversation stopper. And Jeff is like, well, I own a mortuary, like a whole chain of mortuary. First of all, it's not a conversation. I don't think it's a conversation stopper. I think it's actually quite interesting that you own a whole chain of mortuaries. Um, and People are Prue- really uncomfortable with death. So knowing somebody who is so relaxed to the point that they have a whatever. It's a conversation stopper if you're a fucking loser. <laughs> the Prue says to Piper, put him in grave, set him on fire. And Piper is like, mm-hmm. I did like this part. Prue says, you guys should be ashamed of yourselves. Walks up to Jack, slaps the shit out of him. And that's for thinking that you can get away with it. And then Jeff laughs. So Prue slaps his ass too. And that's for thinking that you you wouldn't get slapped. And I was like, and that's why we call you Queen Prue. And then she was like, Piper, snap, snap. She didn't actually snap. But she was like, Piper. And they walked out. And I was like, First of all, Piper was standing there in awe of her sister and just like, I love her. That's who I want to be when I grow up. Mm. <laughs> slapping men and getting away with it <laughs> so jeff clearly approves of jack's approve it's not his Which is girlfriend like... but like that whole thing would have turned me off like now you're definitely not sniffing this you're not even gonna sniff my belly button bro like <clears throat> no <laughs> uh yeah it was it I, it's just so you're an adult. Like, you're at least what? Prue's what? Late 20s? Mm-hmm. Why are you acting like that? Because he's a child. That shit would have been such a turn off. So now we're back at the manor, and it's Eric and Phoebe, and they're having tea. Uh, and Eric is like, Well, how did you know to be here to help me? And Phoebe's like, But it's a long story. And Eric's like, Okay, we'll shorten it. And so basically, Phoebe's like, I have this gift. I sort of know when things are going to happen. If there's going to be trouble, I'm I'm there. I'm your superhero. And let me be your hero, baby. <laughs> so Eric confirms that she does not work for a government agency. And Phoebe's like, okay, no, yeah, I don't work for a government agency. But why did you decide to translate the Akashic Records? And she's like, he wanted to finish his work because people hurt him and he wanted to find out who and how to get even. Hurt his dad. He was like, if I can't get justice for my dad, I might as well figure out like why they wanted to hurt him anyway. And that's like, I would kind of want to figure out. Like, I kind of want to know why they want to hurt him and then who was hurting him so I can, you know, get my own justice. He says, if I can't have him back, I want justice. And that's when they discuss, like, you know, Phoebe's mom being dead and Phoebe's dad, like, being gone and them not having a relationship. Them trying to pigeonhole daddy issues into this episode made me so annoyed. It was Because, so, like, it came out of left field, like... And this was since when this... <laughs> Like, Phoebe has always been the one who's been, like, a daddy's girl. So for her to be, like... I don't really fuck with him. This felt really weird, especially how they I left mean, off well, last time we saw Victor. Even though that was in, in season one, but they still kind of like left off in a better place, I guess. 
Mm-hmm. So it's weird that she's just but like. I guess Ugh. maybe he hasn't like reached out in the last like the last year or so, and so she's like, "Well, I'm not going to keep reaching out to you." If you're... But either way, like it just came so out of left field. It was unnecessary, I think, for the episode. And then, like, we continue to drive this whole the girls have daddy issues for the rest of the episode. Um, but because he is a sucker for family, it like drives her to want to protect Eric and her dad, his dad, even further. And I was just like, but you're already doing that. Like, none of this was necessary. So Prue and Piper come back. Um, and basically fills, you know, Phoebe in that Jack's not a warlock. He's just a dumbass and has a childlike mentality. Um, That's and Phoebe's like, well, we have to go to the hospital. We have to get Eric's dad out of the hospital and keep him someplace safe. And I was like, how are y'all moving this, this guy? <laughs> like, where y'all go? <laughs> in my head, I didn't even think of a wheelchair. I was like, just going to carry him out and nobody's going to say nothing. Like, y'all don't <laughs> have Leo on standby to just orb him. So, like... Right. I was like, what? How are y'all getting him out? Like, how are y'all just going to wheel him down the road? I just, I didn't understand this. Uh, so they do get to the hospital and the place is quiet. It is empty. There, there's a phone ringing in the background. And I was like, this don't, y'all not, like, where y'all spiny senses? Non-existent. Okay. So... Non-existent. You... So um, the phone's ringing. Eric walks up to the desk and the receptionist is like dead on the floor. And Eric is like, dead on! and like runs down the hallway but his dad's okay like right now there's nothing wrong with his dad his dad is just in there I'm gonna pause it here um his dad is played by I wanna make sure I have the correct actor this time because I have two more people oh I have him and one more person yeah his dad is played by Jim Antonio um, he's been in the game since 1961. I'm just going to start with the Waltons, Quincy ME, the 18, LA Law, Outbreak, Jag, The Practice, Party of Five, Pleasantville, Chicago Hope, Catch Me If You Can, and Boston Legal. So, he's, you know what? I'm going to hang out on Charm really quickly, but y'all know my name rings bells yeah. out here in these Hollywood streets. I mean, he literally, all he did was hang out, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what an easy check! <laughs> he literally just laid in bed and then laid on the floor. <laughs> so good. So they do this, like... Dr. Stone. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is weird. Dr. Stone and the other collector blink into the room... Um, Prue uses her powers and throws them up against the wall and they blink. And Eric is like, what the fuck is going on? And Phoebe's like, I told you I wasn't with the government, bitch. Uh, and then they blink back in. Dr. Stone takes the dagger from Prue and then Prue screams out, he's got the dagger. And this fight scene is so, one, two, three, check. One, two, three, check. One, two, like... You can see the counts in their head as they're doing mm-hmm. it. It's very, very sterile versus being fluid. It was like, took the dagger, check. Okay, throw him up against the wall, check. Blink, check. <laughs> Grab her. Put it was, it just so bad. 
I don't think we had oh Tito, baby. I don't think we had the um the technology yet to get everything. This was definitely all manual stunts and editing and very very choppy copy and paste. So it, it yeah, it was bad. It was I mean, and I feel like it's not like we haven't had fight scenes before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But between like last week's episode where you could clearly see the string holding the wand and this week's episode, it's like, all right, we gave you guys Sugar Ray. So that's all y'all budget. Make it work. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I just want to fly and <laughs> do what to do. Leave me alone. Yeah, it was. So at the end of this really bad fight scene, um, yeah, the collectors get their his dad and they blink him out of the room. Um, and then it he goes, Dad? And then it cuts to commercial. And I'm like, okay, that was, <laughs> it was really bad. So Eric is now running out of the hospital. The girls are chasing him and they're explaining to him what they are the guys who took your dad of warlocks we're witches um you know but and he's like this is insane and this is another another moment where it's like you believe in something wild like the akashic records but you then can't believe that like there's witches and warlocks like you believe in something that was written thousands of years ago that knows the future of every person on this earth but you don't then believe that there's warlocks and witches and <laughs> I just love his like ad lib. This is so cute. Um, and what's also funny is Piper was like, "Yo, he is pissing me off. Like, do we even have to see him at this point? Because like he's mad annoying." And I wish they kept them talking like telepathically throughout the show because, <laughs> oh, yo. The best part of the episode, honestly, is them just talking shit the entire time. <laughs> I know it doesn't help anybody's case. I know it does. It's not a good. It's horrible story writing overall. But like, right. man, it would have been so much more entertaining. It was just ah. Uh, so he's like, so obviously they then discussed like, what do you think they want? And Prue's like, they're probably going to offer you a trade. They're going to want your brain and the knowledge that's in it for your dad. And Piper's like, we need to get you back into the house because they can blink. And anytime, any place, you don't want to be around. And Phoebe is trying to explain, like, I'm still the sweet candy striper that I was a couple of weeks ago. The only thing that's changed is that, you know, I'm a witch now. And Eric is like, that's one hell of a secret. And it's, it's, oh, but I'm trusting you with it. Yeah, it's 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 dumb. So Prue, yeah, Prue was like, "Do we have to protect him?" And Piper is like, "He's pissing me off." And I'm I'm with you on that. Like, like I said before, just you you literally just watched your father be blinked out. Can we just cut the theatrics and move on and figure out how to save him? It's too much to absorb too quickly. I guess. So before he goes back to. The manor, Phoebe follows him and they go into the museum. And this this shit pisses me off. 
he picks up the uh the fire extinguisher and i'm sorry because if this was like the met or moma or something like that if the this was the, the brooklyn museum right there on eastern parkway they would have been like ah. you you can't even take pictures with flash and they be up your ass but this motherfucker picks up a fire extinguisher and nobody says anything then he takes the fire extinguisher smashes it into the casing that the stone is in the alarms go off people are still standing around nobody does anything until like 15 seconds after he picks it up which again should have caused another alarm and threw it on the floor but the alarm was so like that was definitely <laughs> we're 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 hello police Th- that was not any like hey yo danger danger it was not Right, like, like, it, it, <laughs> but okay, so say. In, but he smashes what, it on the floor. You hear somebody in the background go, "I'm gonna go get security," and then they let security should have been right there. Security oh. should have been right there, like tackling him. No, I mean, so, and but, I understand like nobody grabbing him or anything like that. Like the patrons not grabbing him, but them two were able to walk out of the museum. Like y'all, not, like y'all just destroy property. The cops should be looking for y'all. But anyway, uh, what I missed in the beginning of the episode was the um, tour guide's credits. And the tour guide, since we're back at the museum, is played by Marcelo Tubert. He was also in Quincy Emmy, Hill Street Blues, Knight Rider, St. Elsewhere, the Golden Girls, the A-Team, Moonlighting, wow, Growing Pains, Star Trek, The Next Generation, Doogie Hauser, MD, Mad About You, Pinky and the Brain, Seinfeld, Dahmer and Greg, Frasier, Two Guys, A Girl in the Pizza Place, Batman Beyond, ER, Monk, New Girl, and Kidding. So he's still technically working because Kidding just got canceled, like maybe 21. So from tour guides to Jim Carrey. <laughs> oh, that actually did get canceled? Aw. Mm-hmm. I never watched it, but it, I heard it was good. I wrote an that article like, about it. Was that kind of the whole uh, HBO Max thing? No, Showtime. Oh, nobody watches Showtime. You know that. I mean, since Shameless is <laughs> on. Um, so now they're back at the manor, and it's Prue and Piper, and they're having this whole conversation about their dad, like, you know, I can't imagine how helpless he must feel. And Prue was like, but I can. And Piper's like, but Prue, a warlock didn't take our father. And they just go through this whole thing about like, did you miss him? And Prue was like, I didn't. And I feel like we, we've already kind of touched on this in season one already. Like we've, we've done this. And I don't know. I mean, why are we squeezing this in here? I mean, <sighs> It makes sense why it's squeezed in there because you see somebody fighting for this hard for their dad and it would make you think of like your relationship with your father or lack thereof. But I feel like they did fight really hard for their dad to only then find out that their dad was working with the enemy to get this shit, like to get the Book of Shadows so like they they didn't become witches. Like your father is a piece of shit. No, fair, fair, fair. But like even though you're... You're gonna like think of your dad anytime you see like yeah. a father, father and parent. I mean, a parent relationship, including a father or whatever. My brain isn't working. 
Um, yeah, I get that. And she does say that. She's like, I don't necessarily miss my dad, but I miss the person that he should have been. And I, I get that. I get that. Yeah. So, like, that would have worked. But them just trying to, like, force feelings where there are no feelings. Like, the conversation like, is natural. Yeah. Not even, like, the conversation itself is natural, but the way that you're forcing the storyline just makes it unbearable. Yes, yes. Um, So they find a spell while they're having a conversation to remove the information out of his brain. But if they do that, then they have nothing to offer the warlock, and then the warlock's going to kill their dad. And Prue was like, but our priority is Eric because he's innocent. And Piper's like, but they're both innocent. And they come to the conclusion that, like, to protect the greater good and everybody's future, Eric's dad is just going to be fodder. Bye, Eric's dad. Bye, Eric's dad. And they're not wrong. They are absolutely, positively not wrong. Like, this ain't... We save... We do all this just to save Eric's dad, but then, like, the bad guys get all the information and we're fucked. No, I'm sorry. Like, sorry to this man, but I I, I don't know who he is. I, I mean, really, that's what they said. They were like, well, I mean, our charge is Eric, so sorry to this man. <laughs> like, I've never met him. I, I can't tell you who he is. Right. And so now they're trying to figure out, well, who's going to tell Phoebe that we got to sacrifice Eric's dad. But before that happens, Dan is like, let's go. Are we, are you still going? Can we go on our trip? And Phoebe, when they, (laughs) she opens the door and like Phoebe and Eric are like in the background. And Phoebe automatically is like, Piper, any word from the, and it's like, when are you girls going to learn to like, be aware of your surroundings but you know that's a conversation it's not even just that like oh are you like she's like we're waiting for the pizza guy do you want to stay for pizza dan don't ask me no stupid shit about no fucking pizza when you know me and her about to go on a trip why the fuck would i stay for pizza you dumb bitch well because she was gonna say something else and i think the first thing that came to her head was pizza and I feel like we could have just discussed the hornets that were at the door. Is that the guy coming to take care of the hornets? There you go. Like I don't think she was around when they had the conversation with the hornets. And it's Phoebe. Yeah, she was. Um, she was. Because like um that's when they came down and she told him she told oh, Baker okay. about the I bleeding. Thought she went yeah. back up at that point. No, she was there. So you could have just had the conversation like, oh, is this the guy <laughs> coming about the hornet? It's not no stupid ass pizza. Like, just script decisions that make no sense. So Dan is not, Dan is like, I don't want no effing pizza. I want that poom. And he's like, but what's the point? And Piper's like, I know what you're thinking. And Phoebe screams out in her head, Piper, she's like, but I can be ready on time. So we now find out that there is no more pushing this back. If she is not in the car at six o'clock when he turns on his ignition, he is leaving without her. That means he is he can- a groomsman in this wedding and has to be a part of these yes. festivities. And therefore, you over here really like that's a big old deal, and you're not taking it seriously or as seriously as you should. I mean, I understand- she's taking I- it seriously. <laughs> she's trying. 
you know, it's not her fault that needle finger demons want to suck information. <laughs> but I also, I mean, like we, we, you know, last season it was, I have things to do, so I can't focus on saving the world. And now this season, you know, she's focused on saving the world. I know. It's just like, Dan's getting the short end of the stick all the time. And it's so, it's so fucked up. He doesn't deserve this. He doesn't deserve this from his past life soulmate. So in, so this is the part where when she closes the door, he thinks someday, somehow, some way, I'm going to make it through that damn door. Um, So that ends the whole scene. We go back inside. The warlocks still have not contacted um, Eric. Uh, Piper and Prue tell Phoebe that they need to talk to them, talk to her alone. And Piper tells him to go check your messages and maybe they'll, they've tried to contact you, which I just, I don't see a demon leaving a message, but whatever. I mean, a demon who was posing as a doctor, I guess. How else are they going to like, how else are they going to like discuss the trade? Right, right. Um, so that's when they tell him that, uh, or tell Phoebe, like, Eric's dad got to go for the expense of the world, like, by Eric's dad. And she's like, what am I supposed to tell Eric? We're going to have to sacrifice him. I promised that we would save him. And she's like, "That was." and when she turns to leave in her head, she's like, you don't even care. And then she turns around and is like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I don't even know why I thought it. Because you felt that. You felt that. Like, And I feel like you shouldn't have to apologize for your thoughts. I wouldn't apologize. I don't think I would have apologized. Yeah, I mean... She's essentially calling them selfish. And like, I guess she's apologized for calling them selfish at that point. But let's be honest, like... We can't get too attached to his dad if we are thinking about the greater good. Right, right, right. Um, so during this time, Eric does check the messages. There are no messages on the phone. However, his phone does ring and he answers it. And <laughs> they stick the needle in his dad so that his dad could speak. And his dad's just like, I feel odd. And then they... they bring his dad back into like this coma state again and dr stone is like oh he's gone so there's an episode of gray's anatomy where the original dad from the wonder years um he gets into a car accident and kills a pregnant woman and her kid jesus and they find out that like the reason why he did it is because he has like a tumor in his brain that was causing him to like have um ha- like causing him to like not have his brain his all his faculties so they're like we can imp- we can keep a shunt there or whatever and it'll be fine you'll be lucid but you'll be lucid with the memory of killing this pregnant woman and her and her baby and he was like remove the shunt remove it immediately just put me in the nursing home just i'm done i can't I absolutely oh. can't. And I was like, damn, that's what they did to Eric's dad in this episode. Oh, let me your ear and I'll <laughs> you soft. It's like we can always bring it back to Supernatural or Grey's Anatomy anyway. <laughs> um, You're not going to get me to watch Grey's Anatomy, though. I'm I will never. 
I've never tried to get you to watch Grey's Anatomy. I, know, I just always I know. know. They come to the conclusion that they're going to go to the Oak Grove on the west end of Golden Gate Park. He's like, don't bring the witches. But when Phoebe comes in, it's, he's being all weird. He's, and he messages, oh, not yet. And this scene was so cute. He's like, I want to thank you for everything that you did for my dad, everything you tried to do. He says, are you sure you're not an angel? And she's like, no, I'm no angel. I could probably introduce you to one though. And then they start to get like closer and closer. And he's like, it's a shame your father's not part of your life. He would be so proud of you. And Phoebe's don't like, bring up I my go daddy you. issues when you're trying to get into my pussy. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> he's so, um, Phoebe tries to say like, I got to talk to you talk to you about your dad and he's like well let's go get another cup of tea and as she's making tea he starts to walk through the door but Prue and Piper catch him and he's like oh I'm just gonna go get some air but in his head he goes literally says the Oak Grove Golden Gate Park and I feel like if that was me and I was trying to hide I'd be like oh I'm going to get some air then he and in my head I'd be like None of your concern, dummies. Like I don't like I wouldn't have in my head said Oak Grove, Golden Gate I Park. Have said, I'd be like my Oak gym. Grove, Golden Gate Park on my way, like once I'm out of there. Like you're right. 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 I would have been, been like, mind your fucking business. I'm getting some air. Right, I'm very right. stressed out. And then when I'm outside, be like, all right, gonna go. Okay, we gotta go. Right, right. So Prue screams to Phoebe. Phoebe comes out holding two boxes of tea. Um, and that's when they're like, <laughs> and that's when they're like, oh, we got to go to Golden Gate Park. So they go to Golden Gate Park and they separate because there's so many like oak trees everywhere. Um, and Phoebe's thinking, keeps thinking like, what if we're too late? And Piper's like, you got to stop thinking about that. Um, so they start going in different directions. And then you see Eric seeing himself with the collectors and his dad and <laughs> dr stone is like i can restore him or i can kill him that choice is mine and he's like restore him or you don't get what you want because that choice is mine and he pulls out a the same gun that same gun when he tried to shoot y'all with and i was just like castiel why are you always setting yourself up for the greater good castiel why are you always sacrificing yourself? <laughs> and he says, who's got the upper hand? And they don't realize, like, at that time, he's, he's like, I'm not going to blow y'all away, but I'll blow my head off. And then y'all won't get the second half of the map. But then the guy blinks. <laughs> and it's like, you thought. You fucking thought. Right. So then he sticks the needle in his head. And he's like, goodbye now, Eric. We're in control. So Phoebe sees him, does her one kick move that she always does, um, kicks Dr. Stone, but the other collector- one kick. That's all she do. That's all, yeah. that's all she, that's all she learned that. on that um, thing. Remember in a couple of episodes ago, mm-hmm. she had the, the little dummy. That's the one thing yeah. she learned before they broke it. It wasn't part of the caption, but I heard her in the background being like, hi! And it's like, shut up. <laughs> so um, she kicks him. He falls to the ground. Dr. Stone falls to the ground. But the other collector then puts the needle in his head and then she falls. And I'm just like, you are worthless. Like in situations where I need help, you are <laughs> worthless. 
Just like last episode, she gets knocked out. Like, Phoebe, I just need you to get the premonition and let the big girls do the work, okay? Because we don't be doing nothing. She would be like, what is it? Criminal Minds? What's her name? Would she be like, well, he'd be like, baby girl. Baby girl, can you give me this information? That should be her. Penelope. She don't need to be. Yeah, she don't need to be on the scene. Just just get the information. Give me the spell. Keep it moving. Let the big girls handle the work. She, she don't need to be on the scene. You are so she silly. is a liability. A liability. <laughs> so um, now Prue and Piper see the big girls have arrived and let the action happen. So they do another fight scene. Um, and then the Dr. Stone blinks. He blinks out completely. And so it's just the other guy there. And he was like, he thinks to himself, don't blink, keep them focused on me and let them surprise from behind. And so Prue was like, well, don't freeze him. And she's like, you heard in her head. This is all happening in their head. I should mm-hmm. make that obvious. Um, you heard his thoughts. He's playing decoy. So let's let him think that he's working. And they all kind of like stand there. But then when Dr. Stone appears behind Prue, they freeze both of them and then move them closer so that their fingers are in each other's heads. And then they essentially blow up. And, then, and she makes a really stupid, you know, they really shouldn't have given us the finger. And Piper is like, you read my mind. And I was like, y'all are not Lenny Briscoe in this shit. I keep saying that. This is not law <laughs> and order. Um, everybody wakes up from like their temporary coma. Uh, mm-hmm. They go over to Phoebe and they're like, what's the last thing you remember? And Phoebe's like, a Halloween party. And they were like, that's three weeks ago. So, After getting her memory erased, Phoebe forgot what happened in the last three weeks. She tells the sisters the last thing she remembers was the Halloween party. This episode aired on the 18th of November. So the sisters had either have to have had hosted a party or attended a Halloween party somewhere after the devil's music, but before she's a man baby. Huh. Okay. That's interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. So Eric, so then Eric wakes up. They help him up. Um, Eric does not recognize Phoebe, except for the fact that like he's seen her at the hospital. And Phoebe's like, who's the cute guy? But then Eric kind of goes and like, you know, sees his dad. dad. Like, well, Prue's helping yeah. his dad up. And like, because everybody forgot all about, they forgot all about this old man on the floor. <laughs> So Phoebe asked Prue, did we do something good? And Prue said, well, we did something incredible. Um, no, she says you did cute. something incredible to Phoebe. And like, I was like, all right, did she do something incredible? I guess. And she then got, you see she literally did her dog. job. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now we're back at the manor. Prue is late. <laughs> Dan is going to leave Piper's without late. her. Sorry, Piper's late. God, all these P names. Uh, Piper's late. She's afraid that Dan is going to leave without her. We find out now that the spell has been reversed because they ask, what am I thinking? And then it's wrong. And then it's great. Um, she says that, Piper says, I think we proved me on a shot of doubt that men and especially women aren't meant to hear each other's thoughts. Absolutely um, not. This was like and the I feel best like episode. If you know that you're late, why the hell are you still talking? Put on your goddamn coat and run out the thing. Because then Phoebe shows up with flowers and and she's still having a car. Piper, shut up. Piper, you need to leave. 
She is still here when the phone rings. Um, and then when she walked, when they walk, she's like, Dan, he's leaving without me. Like she opens the door and they're like, freeze him. And she's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And then she goes and they go on their trip. And I was like, oh, she's about to get some non-hobo poop. <laughs> it's going to be great, right? Like, About time. Cause you, you need right? better than this. Cause I feel like, I feel like white lighter. White lighter stuff. I'm trying not to say anything, guys, because like my my six months old in the room. But <laughs> like white lighter stuff, it has to be like very slow. And he's probably playing like Michael Bublé in the background and Kenny. Wow, <laughs> he's playing some Harry Connick Jr. Dan about to rough that shit up. <laughs> A former baseball player at that. All right, say what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So the phone, so that has happening. And while that's, while she's taking off, the phone rings and this doesn't make any sense to me. Prue doesn't understand how to open up a StarTac. Like she don't know how to work a cellular phone. Nope. Cause you know, she, cell phones are new. I guess. So Jack says that she's been calling her every 20 minutes for the last hour. So that's only three times. <laughs> and he's like, you like the flowers? And Prue is like, well, what do you want? And they're just going back and forth. And um Jack is like, Are you saying that you've been totally honest with me? And Phoebe starts cracking up in the background. And Prue is like, Oh, I can't hear you. And the phone's breaking up. And the house is okay, what's Yeah, she's like, I want to take he's like, I want to take you to dinner. Prue says no. Jack says, I want to take you for drinks. She says, I don't think so. She's like, well, can I get my phone back? She says, no. They hang up. And then Phoebe ends, uh, takes the phone and then decides to call Tokyo. So the last, I think this is the last scene. They're in the, I don't, this scene kind of bothers me. So they're in the We could have ended the episode right there with Phoebe. I thought it would have been really cute. Um, but they're in the hospital um, again. Phoebe is like in an empty room, and she's basically like, you know, sprucing it up, putting in it looks and like flowers. No, it looks like she's cleaning up Eric's dad's old room. Because why else does Eric stop in there? Well, he stops in there because he's looking for a specific doctor. So he's like, hey, I'm looking for, do you know where this doctor is? Because he needs him to sign insurance papers. And he was told that he would be in there. So maybe the person who was in there didn't make it. And Dr. Swinsley, because like, why would he be in an empty room with no patient? Yeah. Anyway. Um, But okay. And then we find out, I guess, that the person who was in the room ends up going to the sunroom. And she said that the doctor took her to the sunroom. And I feel like that's not what doctors what do. Doctors do, yeah. But, you right. know. So he's like, you're Phoebe, right? I think I saw you the other day at the park. And he introduces himself. And there's, like, all of this, like, te- like emotional tension They were there. building it up as if we were going to see Eric again. But surprise, we don't. So what right, was, why was the scene needed then? He goes, you must be an angel. And then she kind of repeats what... He what she said to him in the manner the one, and it gives her like right. a twinge of deja vu, which again would would work if we were seeing Eric again, but we don't. Right. So what's and the then point? he asks like, well, how do I get to the sunroom? 
and she's like, I kind, it's kind of complicated, but maybe I should draw you a map. And when she says map, they kind of look at each other. And it's and another, she, like, yeah. it's another feeling of deja vu. But that leads nowhere because one... You never see him again. And, and I feel like they were so heavy handed on the fact that like, oh, he was really good. You know, he's so, a really good guy. I'm so sad that like, she's not going to remember him anymore. But then, you know, I, I mean, but if, if the connection was there, I feel like the connection would still be there. A few quick questions. So a few quick answers. Maybe. Didn't they literally yeah. kill everybody in the hospital? Where the fuck is Morris? Maybe they didn't kill everybody in the hospital. Maybe they just like put them in a coma and then when they died, they woke up. That lady was on the floor with her eyes open and no pulse. I mean, but his dad had his eyes open and was blinking, so. All right, I, I, I guess. I, I'm, just, I'm just trying to pour sand in the plot hole. <laughs> um, like, why was this? This this made no sense. I'm good. We can just skip over to like, um, <laughs> um, love interest chemistry. Dan and Piper, y'all are stressful. Y'all go together. Stop acting dumb. Like, it's so, cute. It's so but it's still kind of like very like college romance. Like, I just neither one of them. Stop. Like, you're in your mid twenties. <laughs> If Prue was well, in her late twenties, he's been taking care of that horrible child for so long that he don't know how his game is all messed up. Um, and as far as Jack and Prue, y'all don't make any sense. He doesn't even look like her type. Get him out of here! Like he doesn't like from his first introduction. This shit with his brother. He's just not. He's not it. One, two. You only called me three times in an hour. Like, oh, I've been calling you every thirty. I mean, every twenty minutes for an hour. That's three times. That's only sixty minutes in an hour. You have like one. The, I guess the gesture is supposed to be like he has so much money that he bought her this expensive bouquet and essentially bought her a cell phone so he can talk to her. Kind of stalking. But then he asked for the cell phone back. So what was the it's fuck? like it's almost like love bombing. Like, look at the flowers I bought you. Look at how many like I bought you a phone so I can consistently stay in contact with you because I don't want to not be without you. But I also feel like this is like a trope where it's like super smart woman is with dumb doofy man. And we don't know why laugh track ensues. But I just feel like for her, it just it doesn't it doesn't work like it's not and well, also like we were talking about alan like two episodes ago where she went on a date with him and it's so oh. hard to like understand men and women yada 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 where the fuck is alan like where is he where is your sister um i i don't like him for her at all i i wish we could have gotten more of eric I wish that it would have been more fleshed out, but I feel like if Eric stayed around, it would have been like, oh, you need to talk to your dad. Oh, you need to like go to therapy for your dad issues. Why can't you have a good relationship with your dad like I do with mine? Like it would have, I feel like that would have been the direction that that relationship took. No, I feel that like 
that the fact that he had amnesia for like he had three week amnesia and then Phoebe's always going to have to like disappear for something he's not going to be able to like understand or like um he's not going to be able to get it and yeah that's what it's going to be he was like already having issues getting it even though he watched his dad blink out so yeah so it would have been like the whole Dan and Piper at all of it all but whatever i guess it didn't that want to i guess it's not fun if all the sisters are in a relationship at the same time which yeah yeah honestly would have been great if we think about it because they all would have had the same problem and you could have just express how that was happening with each other with each sister and therefore sharing their bond but whatever um our man (laughs) so let's just let's zoom this through um how would we handle the conflict in this episode i would have killed his dad (laughs) my dad (laughs) my dad um i'm glad that they were able to save him using like you know their smart magic mm-hmm. yeah but um the spell came in handy yada 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 yeah yeah and i'm glad like you know prue picked up on that because piper surely didn't um <laughs> but i mean like you know for the greater good if you gotta go you gotta go yeah i think that, I mean, we like, didn't know enough about him for me to care <laughs> that's something like that's some, um that just i think the conflict was handled correctly. I just think because of the plot holes in the episode, it just feels clunky and not really well done. Um, yeah. so moving quickly into tweaks we'd make, um, I would give Jeff better lines. The Burnham and Barium was fine, but the, the uh, she's going to die line just sounded weird. And I would just remove that completely. Like, why y'all grown ass men playing this? Like, it's it's such a a frat boy thing to do. But Jack's That's a frat boy. Like, oh, my um, girl deserves so much better. Exactly. And I would just do a better setup for the dad. The cold open was another seventh son of the seventh son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm giving this five out of ten himbos because Jack's a himbo. Eric's a himbo. This is a very himbo-heavy episode. Um, okay. The plot holes were clunky, but the sisterly bond was great. So, um, yeah, I did like the sister part of the episode. So, in that case, I would, I too, will give it five Guy Fieri's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you said, I really liked. Um, cause, like I said before, I really feel like their friendship kind of showed through a lot of this episode. And they work really, really well together on scene um, or on set. Uh, I need I need Phoebe to like learn something else besides a high kick. She's giving me every pink ranger every episode. But the pink ranger don't be oh R.I.P. Jason David Drake. R.I.P. Yeah, because she would always be like Tommy. She didn't fight. She would just call Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, damn right. That's what I would have done too. What am I breaking a nail for? My boo right there. My boo, the strongest Power Ranger. All he got to do is blow his little flute and handle this shit. I'm not doing nothing either. 
You're right. Um, <laughs> that being said, that being said, uh, the next episode is P three H two O. Ugh, God. Um, I remember it. It's the sisters are faced with killing a demon that killed their mom. Uh, when it decides to start killing innocents again, 20 years after her death. So it's going to be a mom episode. And I just realized that I did not do the IMDb, DVD, and Peacock synopsis. We just got right into this episode. (laughs) Well, we were 30 minutes over. Yeah, we just got to have all them issues in the beginning, too. Anyway, you guys, uh, you can find the podcast on the Tiki Talk. At Black Girl Charmed, as well as on Insta as Black Girl Charmed. You can find me on the Tiki Talk and the Twitter and the Insta at My Gal Consulting. Depending on whatever you're finding me, it's either with a G or without the G. Either way, there's only one of me. So there's that. There's only one of me. I feel like that's like an affirmation that you tell your kids to say in the morning. There's only one of me. Nobody um, can be like me. Our manager can be found uh, in the streets at the local daycare. I'm on, I don't even know. What is my TikTok name? I don't know my TikTok name. Oh, my TikTok name is Morgana's Mortis. I'm, I'm kind of sort of doing TikTok. I did one TikTok like the last two weeks. But I'll rant and then I'll send it to you. You can just post it on um, stuff. But other yeah. than that, I think that's it. Um, I didn't give you any Auntie Ray's lessons because I feel you like... You did not give... There was no trauma. Give. And I feel like this episode is going to come in at just under the two-hour mark because of all the edits. But, guys... I don't think I'm going to have 19 minutes of edits. I don't think it'll be that bad. Um, I, I mean, I feel like there's... I feel like it was a very light episode... So there wasn't that much. I feel like next week with the mom episode, we'll get more Auntie Ray snippets. Hey, man. Uh, you promised them trauma next week. So I think maybe it'll be all you, not me. But <laughs> thank you guys for listening. I'm going to go lay down now because I am surprisingly not hungover, but tired. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go be a mom. So blessed be. <laughs> Blessed be, hoes. So much is be, hoes, I guess. I forgot what I want to say at the end. I'm tired. (laughs) Bye. Bye, guys.